Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill Podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And I'm Dan, here today to tell you we can be heroes, we can all be heroes. And we can sing a song where we say it five times in the movie. And then we have a harmony section where two characters then sing the same lyrics over and over again, but with harmonies. Two characters... Who do not share screen time. Oh, what a joy. Uh, how are you, friend? I've, I'm fine. Fine, just fine. I've made a mistake. Um, how was Christmas? Uh, Christmas was boring. It, it, really, the most exciting thing that's happened all weekend is the fact that I am moving, and therefore I am packing everything, and therefore... Uh, I'm in a very empty room, so if it echoes, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not fixing it. It This is That's just how it is. What kind of gifts did you get to celebrate the birth of the Christian god of love? Uh, Nothing. My parents sent me a card with a $150 check and then a $30 gift card to Target. This isn't That isn't nothing. But uh, also, Ashley's dad gave me a hot sauce set, uh, a, a packet, uh, like a box of like a variety of salts. Uh, what else did I get? A $50 Visa gift card. Uh, I feel like, oh, a bottle of gin and uh, other stuff. And and Ashley gave you a hand job. <clears throat> no. We had full-blown sex the on the 23rd. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. She was in her Christmas jambos, and I was like, I love these. And then it, it began. <laughs> Well, thanks for that. I hope you all have a different picture of different Christmas jambos in your mind. Uh, what did you get for Christmas? I got some magic cards from my wife that I paid, gave her money to buy me. <laughs> sure. So I bought myself magic cards. Um, uh, Vanessa got an instant pot. Ooh. So she's been trying to figure out how to use that. I don't know, I got a really warm hoodie, which is like, it was 16 degrees today, and I was wearing that, and I was actually like, uncomfortably warm. Oh. Um, which is wild. Oh, I asked for uh, vinyl records, so I got a, a vinyl copy of David Bowie's Ziggy, The Life and Times of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, there which is go. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, really cool album. And then, uh... Just some odds and ends. But, uh, I didn't make it home for Christmas because there's a global pandemic. Um, so my sister was at my mother's house and, uh, asked if we could video chat. So I video chatted with them and she revealed that, uh, she's been knocked up a notch. Emerald Lagasse style. Bam. Bam. 
So there's there's going to be a new child in my family. Not mine, good lord. Um, but genetically related to me. Sure. Uh, I'm trying to convince her to name it Caleb 2 the Squeakwool. Uh, 2 Caleb 2 Brownlee is always perfect. <laughs> uh, Caleb 2 Electric Boogaloo. When she has her fourth child, she can name it Caleb 4 the Quest for Peace. <laughs> I don't know. The uh, She's a couple years older than me, so the first thing after she said she was pregnant was... Uh, the first thing I told her was that she'll be 56 when the kid graduates high school. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can only hope uh, sent a ripple of existential dread down her spine. I hope that wasn't the first thing you said. That was the second thing you said. And the first thing you said was, but why, though? Nah, uh, she could tell from my look <laughs> <laughs> that I meant it. Um, no, I'm happy for her. I, I don't know if that's going to, like exacerbate my family nagging me to uh, become a parent or if it's going to get them off my back about it, but probably both at different times. Well, I mean, it's a good thing that uh, vasectomies are totally irreversible and uh, can never be taken back. Well, also, I just don't want to do that. But my point is, is they're irreversible. You can't take them back. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I've still got a sperm. It's like I am legend in there. <laughs> so I have a, I have a, I don't know if you watched this video. Um, I have a, a conversation topic that I wanted to bring up at the start of the show here. You know, you, you bought the PS5, right? Correct. Boy, are you a fucking idiot. Uh, you jumped the gun because... The best console hasn't even come out yet because it's called the KF console and it's made by Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's uh, a mini gaming PC that has a tray to warm up your fried chicken in it because 2020 wasn't done fucking around with us yet. That is correct. It's it's real. It exists. <laughs> what do you think of this? So, of course, I wanted to find a price for it. Uh, I couldn't find a price because, like, it doesn't specifically say what graphics card we're, we're getting in this. Uh, so, and, like, what specific, like, SSD and uh, processor we were getting. So I ballparked yeah. it. Uh, as of now, it is currently, without a graphics card, an $800 console. Um, I'm betting it's going to be over 1000 honestly. Well... Here's the thing. If they mass produce it, like if this is an actual thing that they are going to mass produce, it's going to come down quite a bit because then like they have people who can build the console on mass. And like if you order a bunch right. of parts all at the same time, you're getting a discount. So it'll probably be closer to like $800 total for this if they mass so produce it. If they made, if Taco Bell made a version of this that distributed Baja Blast. And nacho cheese sauce. I would pay up to upwards of a thousand dollars. Yes, it. I would totally support the Republican Party in their efforts to uh, <laughs> sell me a PC that gave me Baja Blast and nacho cheese. Well, the Republican Party has to do something to remain relevant. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to bring up now. Every time I get Taco Bell, 
I almost want to post it online being like, Hup, just supported the Republican Party today. Yeah. It's such a weird thing. I know, right? The the only thing that I was able to like maybe think of that like of why Taco Bell would donate to the Republican Party is that if we have a a border wall, like Mexican people can't come in and establish restaurants here to like teach people that actual Mexican food fucking destroys Taco Bell and Taco Bell is trash garbage. I mean, it's true. Actual Mexican food is delicious. But I also love my overstuffed full of flavor and cream and shit. Uh, stuff that I get from Taco Bell, which is every time the same thing. He's a gordita crunch. Crunch wrap supreme. And then uh, right now it's been the toasted cheddar chalupa. But before I've gotten the uh, Doritos Locos taco. And I'm going with Sprite because I'm trying to stay away from caffeine. But uh, normally it would be Baja Blast. I can't go to Taco Bell anymore because they removed potato items from the menu and I'm vegetarian. So yeah, uh, I believe me, I'm my, going to have enough money. My disappointment is immeasurable and my life is ruined. Oh, of course it is. But I'm going to have enough money. I'm probably going to get the, the KFC gaming console. Are you fucking really? Probably. <laughs> I love you so much. I, I might get one. if Honestly, I mean, I would never... I don't eat fried chicken for one thing, but sure. like, I would never keep food inside my computer. Are you kidding? Well, I still have the backup PC here, just in case. But yeah, I'd be I'd be gaming off that thing. I'd be recording this podcast off of that thing. All of a sudden, you hear a big old crunch and be like, "Ah, you're eating your fried chicken, aren't you?" <laughs> so, KFC's food is not good, but Correct. I love their marketing team. Yes. So, where where what do they think their the market is for this? That like people who need to play games in stunning 4k resolution at 240 frames per second and also aren't hungry enough for the fried chicken to finish it all at once that they need to keep some in reserve inside (laughs) their computer i i i finally connected the dots on that one um so here's here's the thing i don't even know like depending on the price i don't know how much the chicken warmer is actually going to be a thing that people care about because if, like, if it's, like, a solid gaming PC for its price, because that's what I'm assuming oh, this yeah. is, is a solid gaming PC. Like, if this is a solid gaming PC for its price, people will buy this. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the market for a, a new computer, so I'm considering it. I hope it happens. I really do. I love you, Colonel Sanders. Better be a goddamn pack-in title for it. Oh, my God. Because yes. don't don't forget that KFC made a dating sim where you date Colonel Sanders. I forgot until you said that. <laughs> <laughs> don't put chicken in your computer. I, I definitely am guilty, though, of popping out the CD tray of my computer and setting my bagel on there for <laughs> uh, later consumption. Well, no wonder your bagel shit. <laughs> But don't uh, so put Ashley's chicken in, in your here. computer. Ashley's in here, and uh, Bubby, come close, come close. As I would like to tell you something very important. Told every, I told the listeners at home about uh, December twenty third. 
what happened on November 23rd. We fucked. Really? Yeah. Why would you say that? Yeah, that was a weird dream that you had. <laughs> oh. We've never had sex, ladies and gentlemen. We are not married. We do not have sex. We only have sex for babies. Well, yeah, it would be an abomination before God. It would be an abomination before God. One can only hope that is correct. <laughs> All right, so apparently she's okay uh, with me leaving that in the episode. Good, no, good to know. I'm not. I didn't know there was an option to leave it out. Send, leave it out. Oh, send I, me a, there is no Ashley, option. Ashley, send me a picture of yourself in your Christmas jambos. Dan came so fast, we had to get him some <laughs> protein to start over again. Is that going to stay in the episode now? Yeah, it's fine. Fuck you, damn it. Oh, no. Uh, Caleb says he wants to see a picture of you in your Christmas jambos. That you were wearing in your Christmas jambos from that night. All right, well, Caleb, you're going to have to wait a few days. Well, she sent me a picture of her mom. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, where's the line? Just wait. She'll pro- I'll, I'll remind her. We'll remind her of this on episode release date after we've unpacked most of our stuff. And then she'll probably wear them and take a picture. And you'd be like, yowza, bowza, bo bowza. And, you know. And Speaking then three which, people will clap. Did 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 that guy ever do a, a porno? Like I feel like that character should have done a porno and said that at one point when a, when like the girl takes off her top. You know what I mean? Hmm. Or if Sarah Lynn did a porno and it was like it was like the Piper Perry thing where it was her on the couch with like five dudes surrounding her and she was like, That's too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, what a weird fucking energy to start the show. Uh yeah, we're writing Bojack Horseman slash fiction now, so I can't wait for your nephew to read this. Yeah, he'll do a dramatic reading for YouTube. But uh I am gonna need to know what's your swill. Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! So, uh, one of our executives apparently gives out, like, wine on Christmas, like, or for Christmas. So, uh, he came around, thanked me for, you know, the the trying times that we were in. He was wearing a mask, uh, I was also wearing a mask, so everything was kosher. He dropped a bottle of, uh, Euclid on my desk. Uh, hmm. it's, a dry red wine, I think. I don't know. I can't describe flavor profiles on wine because I don't drink wine in general. But uh, it's not bad. It's apparently $60, which, like, cool. I I appreciate that. I went through uh, the entire bottle this weekend, uh, and I'm finishing the remnants of it now because all of my other alcohol is at the new house already. What about you? What do you have? Uh, Well, one of the things that I received for Christmas was a bottle of Jim Beam honey. So that. There you go. Uh, It is a... Honey liqueur mixed with uh, Jim Beam's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And uh, it is dangerously smooth. Dangerously smooth, Jesus. It it tastes like potentially drinking too much accidentally and having a rough morning. Sounds about right. I haven't had Jim Beam honey ever, but I'm happy for you. It's quite good. It is fairly sweet and syrupy, but like not so much so to turn me away from it. So, well, all right. Uh, so with that, let's uh, 
quickly move over into some news and talk about how the Chinese Communist Party murdered another one of their citizens. Oh, shit, it's mail time. Yeah. Uh, Lin Qi, the Yuzu CEO and producer of Netflix's three-body problem, uh, is dead at 39 after an apparent poisoning. Uh, I was feverishly searching the article that you posted, uh, looking for anything where this man spoke out against the Chinese Communist Party, and uh, I did not see anything, but I'm more than certain he has said something at some point. Probably. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's pretty fucking wild. None of you are allowed to poison me. I I have decreed it. Yeah. Doing a good enough job poisoning myself. Right? It's really the only news item, so uh, why don't we move into downstream? Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! Our first trailer is for Death to 2020. This is the Charlie Brooker movie that we're getting this year in replacement of Black Mirror. Yeah, it's a, a comedy special from the creators of Black Mirror, and it looks so funny. Remember when all the celebrities talked about it being a bad year. Remember when they had people playing people who were people? Remember when they got the D-listers of comedy to tell you the jokes? I remember. I'm sure someone's going to find this funny. Uh, it, it, it will not be us. Yeah. Uh, the next trailer is for The White Tiger. The ambitious driver of a rich Indian couple uh, uses his wit and cunning to escape from poverty and become an entrepreneur. The White Tiger is based on the best-selling novel by Arvind Adiga, directed and written for screen by Ramin Barani, and executive produced by Ava DuVernay, Priyanka Chopra-Jones, and producer Mukul Deora. Ah, uh, that's Priyanka Chopra-Jones. Fucking nailed it. Oh. Whoops. Whoops. I'm not wearing my... I can't read without my glasses. My glasses. I'm not wearing my glasses. Look, I wish I would have stopped at the prescribed Caleb time where you stop every trailer. Uh, However, I watched the whole (laughs) thing, and I learned too much about the movie, uh, which is unfortunate. Because it looked interesting up until a certain event happened where it's like, oh, well, okay, that's kind of dumb. Yeah, I don't know. This looks fine. And uh, the next one is called History of Swear Words. Join Nicolas Cage for an education on expletives. This six-part comedy series explores the origins, pop culture usage, uh, science, and cultural impact of curse words. History of Swear Words premieres January 5th, 2021. It would be really funny if they did this show and made it, like, completely family safe. Like, they would talk about it. Like, uh, like the Seinfeld episode where they're all competing to see who can go the longest without masturbating. Yeah. But none of them say masturbating. Right. I don't know, that would have been funny. I mean, If they're like, yes. Hey, the word that you yell that also means this, but, like, kind of we're coy about it. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't be that funny. Uh, this doesn't look good. I think it looks fine. 
I I'm gonna be I'm interested in checking it out. Now the big draw behind it is that Nicolas Cage is like hosting, but uh, it doesn't seem like he has much of a prominent role in this. It it looks more like a docu series where it's like, hey, let's look behind the etymology and origins of these words, and why are they curse words, and why is everyone an asshole? Speak not the word of curse. Uh, I, I'll probably check this out. This will probably be something I watch during um. During my working hours where I don't have anything to do. So, like, I'll, I'll just throw something on on the uh, second monitor. Well, uh, let me know why you don't like it. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure I will. <laughs> I believe in you. Uh, and that'll move us over to Quick Hits. <laughs> All right, I watched a bunch of Christmas shit. Or as uh, my dad says in our house, whenever we're moving Christmas decorations in and up and all that stuff, uh, Christmas crap. I watched uh, Christmas Chronicles. Good. That's a good movie. Not Christmas Chronicles Part 2. I watched Klaus. Great movie. I watched uh, Sugar Rush Christmas Edition, which is just like mindless nonsense garbage. Uh, But Mm -hmm, it was also mm -hmm. stupidly engaging because it's reality television, so... There's that. What did you watch? I started watching Hilda again because the second season just came out and I want to get caught up on it. Sort of like uh, an Adventure Time feel, I guess, kind of. It's quirky characters and fantastic events. and uh, It's about a little girl named Hilda who goes on adventures and meets fantastic creatures and where to find them doesn't really, I don't know, they kind of play it straight for the most part, like it doesn't have the comedic elements that Adventure Time has, but like, that's the best comparison I can draw to it, I guess. Sure. I like this show, it's just, it's cute and it's fun and it's inoffensive and I can just have it on and play my Switch. There you go. I might have to check this out. Yeah, I, um, I don't know, I'm... Like, the second season just came out, so, like, I'm, I'll let you know when I get that far. Sounds good to me. Kind of has more of, like, an overarching narrative. Like, it's, I don't know, it feels like a really long Studio Ghibli movie, maybe, kind of. Hmm. Like, imagine uh, something like a Kiki's Delivery Service, but they they break that up into, like, 15-minute chunks. And then it it's, like... 20 of them. Okay, interesting. So yeah, it's it's a pretty good show. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right. Well, sounds like good stuff, Caleb. Uh, With that, we are going to take a quick break for the Star Draft. And when we come back, we will talk about uh, one of our main topics for the week. Uh, The predecessor to the Netflix original movie, but... Uh, equally as amazing, The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I'm having a shark frenzy, Dan. I'm gonna bite everyone in half unless I get my Oscar. Oh, hey, don't ever hand your Oscar to me. I might melt it. I'm Lava Girl. And I'm Shark Boy, and I'm here to tell you about the Star Draft. The Star Draft is a website where you can assemble your superhero team of celebrities and you watch the award shows and they 
can win or they can lose, but you pick the winning team, and if if not, I'll I'll bite the celebrities because I'm a half shark. And, and and if they don't win you anything either, I can also burn them because I am half lava. Uh, the Star Draft is a bit like fantasy football meets the Golden Globes. Here's how it works. Head to thestardraft.com. Uh, draft a team of 10 actors or musicians. You can join our uh, public league, our, our second public league, because the first one's full. Sure is. Before every nomination and awards show, you set a lineup. Each time your actor or musician earns an accolade, they earn your team points. Uh, sit back, relax, eat some three-day-old fish that you pulled out of your pocket uh, and rehearse your acceptance speech. The site's top-scoring team at the end of Oscar night earns a cash prize. So yeah, pop some lava rocks in your mouth and head over to thestardraft.com slash swill and sign up for our public league. That's thestardraft.com slash swill so they know we sent you. But Lava Girl, how much does it cost to do it? Absolutely nothing. It's totally free. So all you have to do is sign up and join our our Netflix and Swill League. Uh, we look forward to eating you all award season long. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it is time to talk about uh, a audio-visual experience for the ages. The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. 3D. Oh, excuse me. Yes, 3D. The Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl 3D is a 2005 action adventure comedy rated PG for kiddos. Uh, it is a 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb. A young boy is recruited by his imaginary friend Sharkboy and Lava Girl to help save their planet. This is written and directed by Robert Rodriguez, uh, so it's his Citizen Kane. Uh, and stars Caden Boyd, George Lopez, Kristen Davis, fucking Taylor Lautner, Taylor Dooley. Both main characters are Taylors. David Arquette is in it. So this couldn't this couldn't be better. I figured with a three point, I think you said six. Uh, as of right now, it sits at a three point seven on IMDb, or at least as, according to this list. I figured it'd be on the bottom 100 list of the IMDb bottom 100. It certainly is. Would you like to guess what number? So higher number is more bad. High. So like uh, the lowest we have on the list, just to say, is a, a 2.0. That's number one. That's the worst. Okay. So lower okay. number is most bad. Uh, I'm going to say 19. Uh, no, this is uh, the sex number 69 on the bottom 100. Hey, 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 all right. So, Caleb, Weird. we have, I mean, obviously we have to talk about it. You picked this as, as part of our assignment for this week. When you wanted to watch We Can Be Heroes, we had to watch the precursor to it. Mm -hmm. What did mm -hmm. you think about the adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl 3D? It's an enormous fucking piece of shit. That is correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not often that Vanessa flat out refuses to watch uh, something with me. But whenever I told her we were doing this stupid thing, 
uh, she said, oh, no, absolutely not. I will not be a party to that. Uh, Ashley had that option. She did not take that option. Uh, instead, what she decided to do was uh, about ha- about 30 minutes in was to start smoking weed in order to make the experience better for her. Uh, cool. And it, it did up until the point where we, because we watched this on Christmas Day, we went over to her father's house to hang out for a few hours for Christmas, all with masks on and all this good stuff, social distancing, blah, blah, blah. The responsible shit. Uh, to where she was like, oh shit, but I just smoked. And uh, it was fine. Everything was fine. But yes, uh, she was high during half the movie. I'm assuming the second half of the movie, it would be weird if it wore off. No, it was definitely, it was before she smoked, actually. Uh, as for me, you're right. This is a piece of garbage. However, I I was so entertained by what was fucking happening on screen. Oh, and my mindless don't, questions of don't don't mistake me, Dan. I love this movie. Oh, I this hate myself great. for it. I hate myself, but I love this movie. Uh, so recently, the movie journey did a uh, uh, a bet a top sixty four tournament for like the bottom one hundred movies on IMDb, uh, and I don't know if this was this, this made their cut. However, uh, eventually they had a poll, which is what is your favorite bottom one hundred movie. This is probably my favorite bottom 100 movie. Yeah. It's better than The Master. It's, be- mm. <laughs> it's better than The Invitation. Mm. <laughs> uh, as people slide over to Patreon to cancel their uh, monthly contributions. That Yes, that's true. No, uh, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, those are better no. technical um, movies, but this well, is those are actual far films. This is yes. uh, a nightmare hellscape of <laughs> it's like a. It's like you you get a sugar rush, uh-huh. and like you start like imagine like snorting a line of like pixie sticks and crystal meth, and then you just put a blank pad in front of you and start writing and this movie comes out it's like all right let's just hear your your unfiltered stream of consciousness all right i want uh george lopez's face stuck on a television screen in the middle of a robot with electrical arms and legs with the hook with two hooks as his hands yeah um <laughs> a fucking robot with fucking swords for hands oh I want David Arquette and Kristen Davis as cookie giants who who walk like they're definitely trying to pretend to be giant people. So Kristen Davis is like a dollar store Katie Holmes. Like when she first showed up, I thought that it was Katie Holmes. That's fair. Ashley was like, oh, my God, is that Kristen Davis from Sex in the City? And it was. And I was like, I don't know who that is, but she was in Sex in the City and therefore is a bad actress. And I was like, holy shit, is that David Arquette from other bad movies? <laughs> Let's be fair, he has one good movie. And he does have Courtney Cox. Mm-hmm. Actually, now I'm wondering, what other movies has David Arquette been in? Uh, he was in the Scream franchise. Well, of course that. And also Eight-Legged Freaks. Well, uh, that was... The, the Scream franchise is what I was referring to as... Uh, being his good movies. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He, former WCW champion David Arquette. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Look at that. 
Uh, so I took notes on this movie. Good for you. This is a fucking Miramax joint. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. We got the, the Rapist Brothers. Yeah, people always think that Miramax makes, like, classy movies, but sometimes <laughs> they also just make dumpster fires. Um, It begins with a, a black screen in white text that says, Everything that is or was, comma, began with a dream, ellipsis. And then that is a quote by Lava Girl, who loves sur- superfluous punctuation, apparently. Yes. And, and just immediately, this movie is a fucking CGI mess. It's oh my like, God. it's not good CGI is that intentional? at all. Um, it has to be intentional for how it bad it is. It has to be. But like the whole movie, pretty much, is, uh, except for like the classroom set, uh, it's all shot on a soundstage with just like characters reacting to nothing, yes. like a tennis ball on a stick. And then, like, yeah. the rest of the movie is, like, poorly rendered around them. Yeah, it's like uh, the, the the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Yes. So we begin with Shark Boy's origin story, because he was originally just boy, and his dad was a marine biologist, and he was uh, a young boy who wasn't half shark yet. Uh, so they, like, he's feeding the sharks, but they come up, like dolphins and stick their heads out of the water so he can feed them fish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they would die if die, sharks yes. did that. N- but uh, th- who cares? And then suddenly a sharknado happens. <laughs> the crossover we never knew we needed. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, destroys the place, separates shark boy from his dad. Um, the sharks speak English. Uh, and then in Romulus and Remus fashion, he was raised by the wolves. I mean, sharks. <laughs> Did you know who the, the voice of the shark was? I don't. It's actually Robert Rodriguez himself. Oh, fun. I wrote this down. Uh, this white kid turns into Taylor Lautner. Ma- Is he white? Like, Do they bronze him up for this? I like, don't I- know. The, like, young Shark Boy, which, like, I don't know why they didn't just use Taylor Lautner for that. Right. But, like, he looked very Caucasian, and then later he's Taylor Lautner. Because, um, like, for no reason, he's raised by sharks, and that makes him half shark. Uh-huh. He grows gills and fins and sharp fangs and claws. Sharks don't have claws, but the movie told me he grew claws. So I guess he has gills and lungs. So the kid who was uh, young Shark Boy is actually Robert Rodriguez's son. Oh, okay. So he's he is uh, Latinx then. I I just had to look at regrettably look at Taylor Lautner's IMDb page because I never knew like I thought that he was like like native or Latinx or something, but it says he is of English, German, Dutch, and Scottish descent. See, he looks like like if if they made when you make movies back in like the nineties, he looks racially ambiguous enough that you could have him play basically anything, and people would be like, "Oh yeah, that'd be okay." But then you you'd go back today and be like, uh, "No, he that that dude's white. He can't be doing this." I've learned something about my own prejudices today. I don't know this 
this was an actual cool idea. So like we have a main character who's not one of these these two titans. Mm-hmm. So like Shark Boy and Lava Girl come to visit him. But like it's really cool Lava Girl's footsteps burn the grass in the yard. I was like, ah, that's a cool that's a cool attention to detail thing. Yeah. George Lopez is the kid's teacher who is Mr. Electricidad that probably won't come up later. Definitely won't come up at all. There's a shithead bully kid. So uh in a in a, a stunning twist of uh the paradigm that you would expect. Uh Linus is the bully and Max is the dork. Uh so Max is our main character. Oh I'm seeing it now with the electric uh motif going on he- ah mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. didn't i didn't think about that before yeah flipping the script huh what a deep movie so <laughs> like uh the main character's dad and george lopez the teacher are uh talking to him about how it's time for him to become serious and grow up and stuff and it's like kid you're in fourth grade it's time to kill all of your dreams <laughs> The bully chases him on the playground. Uh, he climbs an obstacle and uh, slips and falls. And what I wrote in my notes is, ouch, sat on my nuts. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Then I put Shark Boy and Lava Girl done pulled a Santa. I don't remember what that was in reference to. Uh Oh, they came by because uh, Kristen Davis made cookies. Oh, yeah, they reason. bit the cookies. So and like uh Shark Boy had like jagged bites out of his cookies and uh Lava Girl burned all of her cookies and the the glass of milk was melted like the 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 glass was all like folded in on itself at the top. Okay. So like they hint that his parents are getting divorced yeah. uh because the mom basically all but calls the dad a jobless loser and that it says that his family hates him. Then, like, she walks the kid out to go to school and says, sorry, kid, I'm leaving your dad. Have a good day. (laughs) And then, like, uh, it turns out that they live right across the street from the school. So, like, did the parents see him getting bullied and just choose to do nothing? How does that kid not just run across the street to not get bullied? Yeah. A fucking teacher sucks ass. Like, he does nothing to help this kid who's obviously struggling with being bullied and uh a shitty home life and parents that don't love him uh then shark boy and lava girl show up they do a superhero landing um and we get the the plot reveal that like he basically created shark boy and lava girl because he like dreamt about it and wrote it in his dream journal mm-hmm. so he dreamed so hard that now superheroes exist uh, so they board the shock, shark rocket and fly to the planet Drool, which is where Shark Boy and Lava Girl are from. Even though I'm, I was pretty sure that Shark Boy was growing up on Earth in that opening scene, but hundred percent was. Then the rocket gets to planet Drool, and they land in a, a big pile of the paint from Super Mario Sunshine. It's just like CGI gl- multicolored globs flying I, up into the air. Yeah, that was uh, th- the CGI is uh, a disaster. 
But like I said, <laughs> like we said, like it has to be intentional with how bad it is. And they reveal that Max is the godchild of this universe. Uh, behold, this new, this newly minted Titan, uh, who will vanquish all evil from the universe and if he so chooses bring it back again so at this point we have 70 minutes to go in the movie and shark boy declares that they have 45 minutes to save the planet uh-huh uh so i said if there isn't 25 minutes of filler slash setting up the shark boy lava girl extended universe after they resolve the plot i'm gonna riot um they fight a bunch of cgi power cords because uh, shockingly, Mr. Electricidad is now Mr. Electric, the villain in the movie. Boogie Yogi Yogi. How did you know lava is my only weakness? <laughs> says says man who was hit with fire. <laughs> uh, Shark Boy's grill is horrible. It it's just very bad. Basically, George Lopez's involvement in this movie consisted of him being filmed with a wide-angle lens in a booth and doing all of his lines in one take. Mm-hmm. I, he's, he, like, they said, so I looked up trivia because uh, at points in this movie I was bored, if you could believe it. Uh, but they basically said, like, Robert Rodriguez kept coming up with more roles for George Lopez to take. So, George, <laughs> like, he spent, he wound up spending, like, two weeks on set, despite the fact that he's, like, barely in the movie. Yeah. So he was Mr. Electric, uh, Mr. Electricidad, uh, he was the Ice Guardian, mm-hmm. and he was also Tobor the robot. Yep. Because Tobor is robot spelled backwards. Uh, and that took, see, I'm not good at realizing words spelled backwards or actual words. Like, me and, me and Alucard go way back. Me and Tobor, once I realized, oh, it's robot backwards, okay. Uh, no, I, I am an idiot. It's goblin backwards. I am an idiot, and I would have had that same problem in uh, Troll 2. But thank God, <laughs> everyone has mean that to death, so I know. Don't worry, we will uh, talk about more words spelled backwards in the sequel. So, apparently this is just a thing Robert Rodriguez likes to do in his kids' movies. He, think it's, he thinks it's Oh no, I didn't like fucking very, catch any very of them. Clever. Oh fuck, I'm gonna feel like such a moron. Well, they explicitly state it at one point, so you might... Yeah. So this movie was originally shown in 3D. Mm-hmm. So there's just a scene where, like, bubbles with faces fly by so that there's more 3D shit for kids to go goo-goo-gaga at. Well, so whenever um, whenever they blast off into space, you see the three main characters put their glasses on, and that's because there's a flashing mm-hmm. glasses-on sign, which is also to signify when you, the audience, should put on your 3D glasses. Yeah, please put on your 3D glasses now. Um, I'm willing to bet that the glasses that they put on in this were, like, the 3D glasses that they would send to theaters for it were, oh, like... Oh, that'd be sick if I could get those. The same style. Yeah, because uh, Max has to wear a pair of the girl glasses because they only have one pair of boy glasses. Are there any more boy glasses? In yeah. Robert Rodriguez trying to conform to gender norms. Well, yeah, it's like, uh, they're like... They tell Max, hey, blue glasses for boys, pink glasses for girls. And then they hand him pink glasses, and he's like, can I get boy glasses? Sorry, we don't have any. Okay. You could have just said, hey, put on the fucking glasses. Yeah. And then he wouldn't have felt like a dick about it. 
right, so I just looked up the blue the DVD, which includes uh, a four pack of 3D glasses, and they do not look like the ones that Shark Boy and Lava Girl have. Lame. Just unfortunate and uh, a missed opportunity, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, so the plot of this movie is basically we have to go to the place and find the thing to beat the guy. When they describe everything, it kind of sounds like a Door the Explorer episode. Like, we have yeah. to go through... Oh, it, it also sounds like uh, Buddy the Elf in Elf describing his journey. He's yeah. <laughs> like, we have I to went go through, through the sea the of candy swirly, twirly gumdrops. And then and I, I walked, walked through the Lincoln through Tunnel. The Lincoln tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> so... They go to the land of milk and cookies, which it's just a bunch of CGI cookies, big cookies with a, a river of milk. Uh-huh. And at this point in the movie, we have 25 minutes to solve the plot, if my theory is correct. Um, they have to get Max to dream so that they, he can uh, provide them with weapons and vehicles and all the things that they need to kill the bad guy uh so they decide to help him sleep uh and the lullaby that they decide to do is taylor lautner doing uh, a break <laughs> dance and singing a song dream 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 <laughs> um for no apparent reason lava girl tells us that she's getting weaker just just cause i guess shark uh-huh. boy still is apparently unbeatable uh, and then they're attacked by a bunch of uh, a bunch more power cord monsters. Uh-huh. Uh, so Max takes some frosting and does like war paint on his face and just starts fucking killing them all. Uh, turns out that like the bully from his school is the super secret actual main villain. Oh, no. Um, so they're trying to get hints on what to do from Max's dream journal. So they hand it to Lava Girl, and it immediately combusts and turns into dust. Who could which have foreseen was fucking such hilarious? Problem. I, <laughs> I just went. Wait, what? You gave it to the girl who lights yeah. shit on fire? What's wrong with you? Yeah. And then, like, for the next like ten to fifteen minutes of the movie, Lava Girl is like, "Why did you make me like this, creator?" Oh fuck! What was that? That that reminded me of something. And I can't remember what, but it, it was very much like an inventor came up with something, and then like the the creation yeah. was like a destroyer of some kind. It's like Edward Scissorhands. Uh, yeah, a bit. Why do I have these scissor hands? It's so hard to hold a baby. But you can trim bushes and uh, cut hair. So they have to get the the crystal heart from the ice princess, who turns out to be the girl that. Max likes from school in fantasy form. Uh, So Lava Girl gets frozen into a solid block of ice. Then they get the crystal heart and like they do like a marriage ceremony for him taking the crystal heart. They sure do. It's like he gets he gets married. It's like a weird wish fulfillment thing, I guess. It's a weird thing. And then since Lava Girl's in a block of ice, they use her as a sled to escape. So, like, there is an event, like, pretty much exactly when time ran out, according to my theory, but, like, they still didn't resolve the plot. It's like, oh, no, the the bad thing's happening now. Now, like, uh-huh. we're out of time and, you know, whatever. 
I was really tired of electricity puns because uh, George Lopez showed up and said, what's up? And then explained for uh, two full minutes that watts are uh, a measure of electrical current. And then he also made a Hertz joke. Yeah. Which this he didn't gonna say the, the, yeah. the auto rental company. He said the actual use of Hertz. Yeah. So after that, Shark Boy and Lava Girl are dead, probably. Max's shitty robot shows up to help him. There was a shitty robot. I didn't talk about it much, but there's a really shitty robot in it. Mm-hmm. Tobor. Then Lava Girl gained the power of self-respect <laughs> and unlocked her true form. I also, like, during the final battle sequence or whatever... I realize that Max kind of looks like a 10-year-old version of Christopher Lambert from the Highlander movie. Sure. Then, like, they fight the guy. Like, Max wakes up in school, and I'm like, it was all a dream. But then it wasn't. Yeah, that was probably the weirdest thing, was that it wasn't a dream. Yeah, because now there's, now there's a tornado hitting the school. Um, His parents are caught in it because they're trying to get get to Max and rescue him and take him home, I guess. Cause like they live right across the street from the school. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why it'd be safer at the house than the school from the Cause... tornado, but so like they get, they get all sucked up by the tornado. So I'm like, Oh, Max killed the, his parents. Right. But then shark boy and lava girl come and save them. And I'm like, Oh, actually Max saved their marriage. And then like during this, double secret final form of uh the bad guy uh now like seven of the kids have superpowers because they all learn how to manifest their dreams like max did and they have different different abilities and it's great and everything's good forever and they Mm -hmm. all save the day together and max becomes very popular because he he has an imagination and he dreamed and never give up on your dreams yeah, and then uh and then the credits start and the credits roll for like 30 seconds before the music starts, which was really weird. Wait, uh I basically turned this off almost immediately so I never caught that. Did I miss anything important? No. All right, well congratulations. If you listen to this, you'll never need to watch uh The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl 3D. You're welcome. Uh, Caleb, is there anything else you want to say about Shark Boy and Lo- the Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl 3D? This was uh, such a great decision to do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had I so. actually had a lot of fun watching this. It is a, a terrible movie uh, on every level, but it was so bafflingly, bafflingly bad that I was entertained just being confused at was at what was going on on the screen. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't recommend this, but, like, if you got, like, whenever pandemic time is over and this is still on Netflix, watch it with a bunch of friends. Laugh along to how stupid it is. It's true. Uh, so, so with that, uh, it's time to cut into a quick break. And when we come back from said break, we'll talk about our true main review topic for the week. We Can Be Heroes, the sequel to The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. The Netflix and Swole podcast is brought to you by our patrons, Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, 
Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Duty Dutram, Casey Moore, and Dan's mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into our main review topic for the week. We can be heroes. The Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl 2, The Squeakquel, is a brand new action comedy drama film uh, that debuted on the 2020th birthday of our Jesuit Christian god. It is a 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, when alien invaders kidnap Earth superheroes, their children must team up and learn to work together if they want to save their parents and the world. Uh, once again, written and directed by Robert Rodriguez, who uh, stood over this for... He stood over this for 15 years and says, I gotta take another shot at Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Uh, as, as I paved the way for Marvel's Iron Man, so Avengers Endgame has paved the way for me to truly tell uh, my magnum opus of superherodom. Alright, uh, well, I will start this time. This is a more technically proficient movie than yeah. The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. That said, it's way less entertaining be- because, like, it's it's better, but, like, because it's better, it's more boring because I feel like there's less to talk about because of how just bog-standard is it, it is. I, th- I think that The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, like, it has some of the trappings of a cult classic. Sure. Like, it's just this really weird movie that's just, like, an artifact of its time. This is, like, it's technically polished, mm-hmm. but, like, the heroes have very few setbacks. Like, they just, all all of the things work out for them, and they're very good at all of it. Yeah. And it so it's kind of just, like... Hey, let's go through the next, you know, two or three plot beats and then we'll we'll tell you about what we're going to do next and then go through those plot beats. So it's kind of a paint by numbers movie. Yeah. I agree with that. Like like I said, it's very average in everything it does. Like it looks it looks fine. There's some hammy performances, especially Priyanka Chopper Jonas. She is extraordinarily hammy in that movie. Uh, which kind of makes like her fun, but I don't know. I just I just wish there yeah. was something more interesting to talk about because I, it's there's just nothing. Like it's it's a nothing movie. You watch it and you move on with your life. It begins with like superheroes flying around doing stuff. So like now there's just superheroes everywhere after they gave gave Max all that shit about it. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're introduced to uh, Miracle Guy, played by Boyd Holbrook. He's called Miracle Guy because he uses the the power of Christ to fight <laughs> everybody. 
That's why they had to release this on Christmas Day. And his his cool friend Tech Dash No is there to help, and he has a jetpack, uh, which he apparently forgot to put gas in. <laughs> right? How do you not fill that shit up as soon as you go out for an adventure? It's Christian Slater. Um, he just shows up and is like, "Hey, I'm out of fuel," and uh, then you know, runs out of fuel. Um, and apparently doesn't have a parachute in his jetpack, so that's like a lot of confidence in your equipment there. We get that little scene of the the heroes doing bad, a bad job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get introduced to our main character. Uh, Missy Moreno, played by Yaya Gosselin. So what do you think of her as the main character? So we go with the ulterior side of superhero movies where, like, she is the powerless one. Like, it's basically, like, a retread of the original uh, movie where she doesn't have any powers, but her pow- like her, I guess her superpower is like great leadership or something. Yeah. Well, she's she's the Nick Fury, like her her power is being able to rally and command all of the superheroes who all have powers and could easily take her in a one-on-one fight. But they're just like, "Eh, fuck it, she's she's our leader, I guess." Yeah, cuz she has a a bossy voice. And she also has the ability to Explain the plot through her internal monologue. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny that they gave Shark Boy a, uh, a mask because they couldn't get Taylor Lautner to be in the movie. Yep. <laughs> and then they gave him no lines. Yeah. I think he. I think he opens his mouth like maybe once or twice, and it's to growl at <laughs> new Shark Girl, baby Shark Girl. Baby shark, doot, 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 doot. Guppy. Yeah. Uh, Guppy is very good. Guppy is uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl's offspring. So she still, she also has shark strength and will go into a frenzy and fuck people up. But she can also control water. So it's like a mix of Shark Boy and Lava Girl's powers. So she controls a different element. But also apparently has all of Shark Boy's fantastic abilities. So she's just like a, a not shitty version of Shark Boy. Right. I guess. Um, so then you get like there's all the, the hero archetypes here. There's like there's Pedro Pascal as uh he's basically like Ronin, I guess. Like he has swords. Like he's kinda like a hawkeye type. Yeah. I guess he also, like, I guess he has powers because, like, he's able to summon his swords to his hand? Yeah. Uh, So, like, some minor telekinesis, I guess. That's the only, like, supernatural thing that he does, Mm -hmm. and it's just in, like, one quick shot. Um, Miracle Guy is, like, Shazam or Superman or, you know, he's just, like, uh, he has the power of flight and super strength and can kind of do what the plot needs him to. I guess. Do we actually see him do anything, though? Like, because he basically gets taken out by the aliens. We see him get defeated. Yeah. And then he just, like, kind of hangs out. Yeah. Um, Techno, I guess, would be, like, your Iron Man or your Cyborg or something. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then, of course, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. We know them. They're great at everything. Uh, they're running out of superhero names, so the speedster <laughs> is named Blinding Fast. Yep. <laughs> which is really bad. Uh, then we have Ms. Vox. Her power is uh, being able to sing and makes things happen with her voice. Right. Which is the exact same power that her child has. I mean... With, like, a few nuanced differences, yeah. I guess. Uh, and then we have the kid superheroes who are, you know, all of their children. So there's Noodles, who is uh, Mr. Fantastic. He can stretch. Uh, there is Wheels, who is... Um, like, he kind of has super strength, but, like, he's also kind of like a tech guy. and Right. Like, it turns out Miracle de- Miracle Guy is his dad, and you're like, I guess that makes sense considering the fact that, like, he does have super strength, but his bones can't handle it. But also, yeah. it would make sense if he was Techno's kid. But, I don't know, I thought it was cool that, like, you know, that they're putting some representation in. Like, there's uh, a superhero who's just in a wheelchair, and none of them, like, make a big deal about it. He's like, uh, they call me Wheels, but I kind of like it, so I'm cool with it. It's like, okay, that's... Yeah, like, they bring it up. It's like, you know, to anyone else, it would sound shitty, but, like, it's kind of badass. So, take that, Wolverine making fun of Professor Xavier in the first X-Men movie. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have Ojo, who is a precog. She can draw the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we have this... This actress's name is Lotus Blossom. She plays Acapella, who is Ms. Vox's daughter. Yes. Uh, which is wild. Just just call all your characters that. It's like Lana Condor. Like you you keep that name. You don't let anybody yeah. else call you something different. Uh we have Slow-Mo, who is uh the speedster's <laughs> kid who like his power is like not being able to get out of a time warp that he's trapped in because he's actually got super speed, <laughs> but like to such a degree that it like displaces him in time. So he actually like practically moves much slower than everybody else uh, until he learns to control his power. I fucking love slow mo so much. Slow mo, slow mo is so good. He is such in everything a good that he does. He is such yeah. good comic relief. It's amazing. Uh, then we have Facemaker, whose power is to change his face, which is the stupidest one. But of course, there it's like the Deus Ex Machina for the plot at one point, uh-huh. which I immediately called whenever it revealed what his power was. Uh, then we have the two, the two twins. One is rewind, and one is fast forward. So one can move back a few seconds in time, and the other one can skip ahead a few seconds in time. Which you correctly called at some point uh, that this those powers would be useful. Yep. Uh, then, uh, of course, we have Guppy, who is uh, just cute as the Dickens. Like, I don't know. I've, that little girl just was selling it. Um, and then last but not least, we have uh, Wildcard, who is... Uh, Charlie Day. Possesses all... Yeah, he possesses all of yeah, wild card bitches. <laughs> he has all the superpowers, but they kind of come and go and he can't really control it until the plot needs him to control it. Mm-hmm. And then he would just be able to, you know, murder everybody. 
You cut the brake lines. Why? Wild card, bitches. <laughs> My power is to cut the brake yeah. lines. There's not really, I guess, there's not really like a, a superhero archetype that's missing, I guess. Nah. Because apparently there's also an invisible superhero that we never saw. Oh yeah, I, f- I forgot about that. She was in like one scene and made herself invisible and then was just gone for the rest of the movie. Yep. Which is a tremendous joke. Tremendous joke. Okay, I don't remember... Oh, okay. There were a couple other minor heroes. There was Crushing Low. I don't know why they didn't call him Crushing Blow, but his power was, I guess, being able to knock down City Hall accidentally very quickly. That Yeah, that was his power. And then, I don't remember these at all. Oh, I think this is... uh. Rewind and fast forwards, parents. Uh, Crimson Legend and Red Lightning Fury, and I don't know what their powers are. Yeah, they, they didn't never really said. show it. the The only time we see them on screen is when they argue or gush over how cool their kids are. Mm-hmm. So that's the superpowers. The plot is that aliens show up and all the heroes are taken captive. Uh, The kids watch it on the news, and the news pops up a graphic that says Fallen Heroes and has, like, a person with a cape, like, falling out of the sky. And I'm like, wow, the news just had that graphic ready to go for that, huh? (laughs) So, like, they know the aliens are coming to attack them in their classroom because uh, the pre-call girl drew, like, an alien coming in through the vent. Uh, so they have to work together to escape this uh, superhero school. Uh, so, like, they do that, and then all the guards that were, like, trying to keep them from leaving, they handcuff them and, like, leave them in this room to die and lock yep. the door behind them as the aliens come in, which is amazing. Uh, and then, like, they have to fight a, a bunch of other Hero Guild employees on the way out it's like, man, these kids are killing a lot of people. No, no, Caleb. When when everyone fell to the ground after acapella stopped singing, they were all they all landed on pillows, dude. Were you not paying yeah, attention? Yeah, they uh <laughs> they just put pillows under people to show like, oh, they didn't really you never saw me you die. Never saw me die. <laughs> oh, why didn't we ever talk about that? <laughs> Fucking Kevin Spacey video three, Tokyo Drift. Christmas just wouldn't be complete without another fucking weird Kevin Spacey video. I can't fault him for the message on this one because he broke the character and it was like, hey, if you're thinking about killing yourself, reach out for help. Uh-huh. That it- being said, if I was ever <laughs> like so deeply depressed and suicidal that I had to look to Kevin fucking Spacey to talk me off the ledge. I I would just end it on principle at that point. <laughs> that's that's fair. Fucking complete weird beard. What the fuck? Um yeah, this movie's still green screened, but there's a lot less CGI garbage. Like I said, right. it's it's got more polish. Oh yeah, 100%. And there's another countdown in the movie. They say they have 2 hours to save the world. Which doesn't really fit the movie timeline, but... That's fine. You know, I'm fine with that. I think Robert Rodriguez learned, fine. like, hey, we shouldn't do 45 minutes and then have it be, like, 
90 minutes of screen time. And then, like, the kids fly up to the alien ship to try to rescue their parents and save the world, save the cheerleader, save the world, and kill the watchmaker. I don't remember much from Heroes. Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. No, no, like... no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could Son just play the bitch, this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see it. Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. And then they, they do the reveal that, like, uh, the adults that were, like, keeping them at the school are the aliens, too. Who are just regular people that have tentacles come out of them. But then they reveal the the backwards name person. The president of the United States is named Neil Anami, which is I'm an alien spelled backwards. Sure is. And I went <laughs> cool. Uh there there was one other thing that I did notice. Uh in terms of backwards spelling. I, I was actually really proud of myself. Uh the planet uh the the aliens are from is like uh uh sogamy or something not sodomy but like sodomy yeah it's like sogamy which is actually just like amigos backwards oh yeah huh i think i I think that's right i might have made that up in order to make myself sound smart planet sogama yeah sogama which is Amigos amigos backwards that's very good Robert Rodriguez, you, or or should I say, uh, Trebor, uh, Zugerdor. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, it's basically like the kids fight the aliens. the The parents come out of the thing at the end. And the aliens are there too, and they they reveal that like the whole movie was the aliens teaching uh, the new generation of millennials to fix all the problems that the boomers created, and now the kids have to inherit the problems of Earth because they're smart enough to fix it. Because each generation is better. So that's the that's the moral of the movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh no, but if kids actually run the planet, we'll, we'll be fucking ruined. Yeah, because everybody will eat uh, ice cream mm-hmm. for breakfast and then die from diabetes. Yep. This movie is great as a tech demo for the playback speed adjustment feature because I watched it in 1.25 speed. Now, how are you watching that? Because I don't have that on my console, and I would love to use it at some point. Uh, I watched it on my laptop, because I had to watch it in my office, because my wife wouldn't let me watch it on the TV, because she she didn't want to be near this movie. That's fair. I have to test this, because I'm going to have to do some watching by myself, because Ashley has already said that, like, there are certain movies that I'm going to revisit that she she wants no part of. So I need to discover how I can do this because I haven't done it yet. Yep, I just watched it on Google Chrome. It's on Chrome. Okay, give me a 
I'm going to play around with this while we uh, while we keep talking here. Oh, there it is. Okay. There it is. Cool. I'm there good. It is. All right. Sorry about that tangent. I would love it for it to come to consoles, though, because I would love to have that feature on my uh, the Xbox that I use for my 4K Blu-ray playing and my 4K movie watching on Netflix and such. Speaking of which, I, I bought a new TV because I need a new TV because the one that the 4K TV that was here uh, is the homeowner. So I now have my own 4K television, Paul. You're not special anymore. Okay. That was always allowed. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say about We Can Be Heroes? Uh, I don't know. It it sure doesn't stand up to the uh, fantastic film that was Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh, fuck. I forgot my very funny <laughs> joke about the adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, which was, uh, I see now why Christopher Nolan and Denis Villeneuve want the theatrical experience saved. it's true uh but yeah for me this movie's fine uh it's it's a kid's movie it doesn't it's not particularly offensive but it's also going to be a movie i will never remember as soon as the the clock strikes midnight on uh 1 1 2021 well i guess that's it then uh caleb what are we doing next week on the show Uh, Next week, we are watching The Midnight Sky, which looked mildly interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, It's got George Clooners. Oh my god, not George Clooners. I don't really know what we want to do for the third segment for that. I mean, we could always not do a third segment. That's always allowed. That is allowed. Yeah, fuck it. Let's be nice to ourselves. It's the holidays. It's the holidays, and we're all in misery. The the line really is, it's Christmas and we're all in misery, but I'm adapting it here. Leave me alone. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Nice, nice, clean, and simple. Uh, tell them stuff, Dan. Well, you can find our show at NetflixSensible.com. Uh, that takes you all to all of the relevant links, uh, such as like our social media pages, uh, where you can listen to our show if you don't like where you're listening to it right now. And also to Rabbit Ears TV Podcast, which had its... Uh, Parks and Recreation episode uh, to wrap out season three and Ash begins season four with uh, something. I don't know what she's doing, but she's doing another wonderful episode in January. But uh, on this episode of Parks and Recreation, she had both Nick from Nikolai's Kitchen and uh, Sean Ennis from Stories of Your Norris talk about uh, Parks and Recreation and how Mark Brandanowitz fucking sucks. It's true. Uh, also, the Dan Makes Gerald Watch series is uh, still plugging along. I posted two episodes on the day before Christmas because I had the day off. So nice. I polished off what the our Christmas episode and then those two bonus episodes. So uh, if you want to hear Gerald get uh, one movie incredibly wrong uh, and one movie perfectly just right, uh, listen to Dan Makes Gerald Watch over on our Patreon for as little as $1 a month. Thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter, which is Retib spelled backwards. <laughs> oh, that's probably the best one you've done yet. <laughs> uh, I, I acknowledge you appreciating me. Uh, thank you 
for supporting me in my choices. Uh, until next week, this is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.